0: This podcast contains graphic and explicit content, as well as all of the
1: spoilers a movie has to offer. Listener discretion is advised.
0: So here's the problem with that, where we watch every sci-fi movie ever made and tell you what's wrong with their psi and their fi. My name is Emily, and I'm a movie fan.
1: And my name is Neil, and I'm a PhD candidate in high energy experiment.
0: Hi, Neil. How are you?
1: You know, we're hanging in there. Barely, it's still going well. Barely. Barely hanging in there.
0: God. It's all uh, right. My day was so and so well, and the technology pooped in my mouth. Oh,
1: Jesus. That's a... Wow, that's <laughs> intense. That's not taking it back. Intense. I am. You know what? I. This is why this podcast is rated uh, explicit. It
0: is. That is exactly why. That and I say fuck a lot.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Neil, yes. we had a mini sode uh-huh. not that long ago where we announced our uh, upcoming film. Yes. For those foolish, foolish mortals who have not listened. To our mini would you please tell the fine folks at home what film we will be reviewing today?
1: Our film is going to be 1998's Armageddon.
0: Armageddon?
1: A shuttle's unfortunate demise in outer space alerts NASA to a doomsday asteroid that is on a collision course with Earth. It seems the only way to knock it off course is to drill into its surface and detonate a nuclear weapon. But as NASA's underfunded yet resourceful team trains the world's best drillers for the job, the world's social order begins to break down as the information reaches the public and hysteria results. As high-ranking officials play politics with the effort, members of the drilling team face deep personal issues that might jeopardize humanity's last chance. Dun,
0: dun, dun! Neil, I know uh, you mentioned this in the mini but again, foolish people make foolish decisions, like yeah. not listening to the mini uh-huh. and can you please tell the folks at home, have you ever seen Armageddon before?
1: No, I have not. Matter of fact, I didn't even know what this movie was about. I was Until talk- just now? Until, <laughs> yes, sort of, I was talking to somebody about the fact that we were going to watch this earlier today, And they couldn't remember whether or not Armageddon was Armageddon or Deep Impact. Oh,
0: that's another good one! It's going on the list. Okay. It's got Elijah Wood. And Morgan Freeman's the president.
1: That sounds great, actually.
0: Right? It was wonderful. Uh, It's not good. Let me rephrase that. That's also not a good movie. This is not a
1: good movie. No, I'm not expecting it to be a good movie. No,
0: but I love
1: especially be, yeah especially because they're going to try and use a nuclear weapon to you know annihilate a an asteroid an asteroid that's yeah. not also a, a shuttle's unfortunate demise in outer space alerts nasa to a doomsday asteroid i don't remember what that refers to i mean i assume that it means that they were on a course and then hit an asteroid way the fuck out there but also nasa knows where most the asteroids that big are
0: yeah yeah no this is uh, it's we touched on it a little bit in the minisode but this asteroid is the size of texas
1: so she big that's big she real big that's like well we can get into the science of it later but just know that that's real big. It's real big.
0: And I will come back. We are going to circle back to this exact conversation at the end of this uh, section, and I'm going to ask you about your expectations. Oof. So start, start mulling. Oh,
1: yeah. It's <laughs> it's already going. Don't worry.
0: I'm so excited. All right. So Armageddon was released July 1st, 1998. So 4th of July weekend. Prime. This is like the epitome of summer Blockbuster in like the the late nineties. Yeah, Fourth Fourth of of July July on
1: a Monday. Yeah, released on a on a Friday or maybe even you know Thursday at midnight or whatever. Right. Yeah. Probably. Oh well, nineteen ninety eight might not have been a midnight showing. No. Also, but but summer movie going definitely a thing in nineteen ninety eight. Well, and back
0: then, like if 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 you had a blockbuster it was in every single theater and that was back when people went to the theater like it's, it's just true. it's tapered off a little bit i don't think that's a controversial statement that hbo max has sucked up the majority of my movie watching experiences
1: yeah so a lot of movies out there you know a lot of movies out there
0: uh, so this film is rated PG-13. It is two hours and 31 minutes. So it's it's going to be a bit of a long one. It's not terrible. I think it's going to go by fast. I think you're going to enjoy it.
1: I mean, also, you got to account for credits and whatnot. Oh, so. for sure.
0: For sure. This movie was directed by Michael Bay. He of ye old Transformers series. Literally, mm. I had no idea. There's like seven of these movies.
1: Michael Boom.
0: That is an accurate description of this man yes Um, he also directed the bad boys uh, series if Mm -hmm. you ever saw that with uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence which I really enjoyed but I did re-watch the original I don't know within the last three to five years and she does not age as well as I had hoped
1: yeah that Little kind problematic. of problematic kind of sounds like michael bay honestly
0: yeah yeah um he also directed pearl harbor academy award winning pearl harbor i
1: have actually seen that and i have not and it was good was it i
0: you say that with such confidence
1: well look i remember watching maybe it wasn't that pearl harbor because i remember watching like a six piece movie of pearl harbor Hmm. Back when I was like a kid. And I thought maybe that was Michael Bay. Did
0: the six piece Pearl Harbor movie have Ben Affleck in it?
1: I was young and I still don't know who ba- Ben Affleck is. So... He's Batman. He, oh, Batman?
0: Yes, not the newest one, the, not w- the... previous
1: one. All right. Martha! I, st- I still don't know. Martha! out with me fuck dude because I get to watch that happen and just be like wow that's that, a human being
0: that there those were choices that were actively made fuck uh, one more Michael Bay <laughs> I'm going to say classic and hard quotes that I want to call out is the island. It's from 2005 starring Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. And they are clones who are grown and their h- organs are harvested by the super rich. Michael Clark Duncan is in Whoa. this. I must have seen this movie. Oh, a dozen times, at least a dozen times. I don't know why,
1: but I it's definitely not have. good. I don't
0: think so. I'm pretty sure it's not but i'm also very sure that i loved that movie for a long time in my 15 to 18 age range sure um it's not quite the right realm of sci-fi for us to get into here but man i just need one outlet and i'd be like oh it's going on the list nice but i've already added a a deep impact so that's my one for this episode i feel like every episode i get two or three more more movies to add
1: honestly not terrible. Yeah, no. Got a big old list. It's a nice list.
0: Uh, so this movie stars Bruce Willis, who we uh, covered briefly in our Fifth Element movie. review. Yeah. Um, he of, I like Bruce Willis. He's a good one. And we didn't touch on this in the Fifth Element uh, review that we did, but he did get diagnosed with I
1: aphasia. Believe, yeah, I believe it was uh, some kind of aphasia.
0: Yeah, so he... Either cannot read and comprehend or cannot communicate words. And that is a very hard thing to do when you are an An actor. actor. And that is heartbreaking.
1: Yep. So. But at least it didn't like ruin the man's career or anything. Like his career was wildly successful.
0: For a very long time.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just an unfortunate part of aging.
0: It is. Hopefully not for, for everybody. Also starring Billy Bob Thornton. Do you know who Billy Bob Thornton is? Well,
1: I see that you have written here that he was in Princess Mononoke.
0: Yeah, I fucking was. He's the priest.
1: He's the oh, he plays the priest in Mononoke. Is that
0: is is he a priest? He's uh um he's the main guy's kinda buddy who follows him. He's got very tall shoes, looks kinda like a toad. Let me pull up a picture.
1: In like the studio Ghibli.
0: Yes, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Yeah, like he, the, he plays the, his little sidekick. Oh, huh. Yeah, the one who tries to steal, that spoiler alert for a fucking 20-year-old movie, but he tries to steal the head of the forest god.
1: Oh. Yes. yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't think I've watched that movie in English. Oh, so.
0: yeah. You should. It's great. They yeah. did a very good job casting that film.
1: I mean, most of Studio Ghibli, right. like the, the really good ones, all have just absolutely phenomenal uh voice actors cast for them so
0: yeah uh my husband and i just last week or two weeks ago watched castle in the sky with the english dub nice it's so good Uh, But he's also known, I think he won an Oscar for, or was nominated for, uh, Monsters Ball, which is a very depressing film, also starring uh, Halle Berry. That's what she won her Oscar for. Oh. Yes. And then he had a very successful run on uh, Goliath. I know nothing about that show other than he is in it, and people said it was
1: good. Okay.
0: So... Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, he also for a long time, not a long time, for a good amount of time was married to Angelina Jolie, and they had vials of each other's blood around their necks.
1: That's distressing.
0: They looked like they were in love. It was cute. I don't know.
1: Okay. They were
0: all over each other. I have very few memories of, like, celebrity culture from back in the day. Them being a couple is one of them. It is burned into my brain. Um... Also, in Back to Armageddon, the movie we are supposed to be talking about, uh, Ben Affleck. Yep. God, what hasn't Ben Affleck been in? Obviously, he was in uh, Batman v. Superman. And Spider-Man. The, he was not in Spider-Man. This is true. You got me there. Yep. Uh, he was in Geely. He was in... What was that oh, movie? Oh, Geely was... Oh. Okay, so Geely... No, I'm not going to go off onto a whole big thing about Geely, but it was a very, very bad very problematic movie from i want to say two thousand three, but don't quote me on that um he is a mobster and uh uh oh my god, why can't I think jlo plays another mobster, but she's a lesbian and he converts her to non lesbianism and they kidnap a mentally handicapped- young man it's a fucked up movie
1: this sounds awful
0: it's Historically, the one of the worst movies ever made of all time ever.
1: Remind me to never watch it.
0: Can do. Um, Ben Affleck. Oh, he obviously he was in um, Goodwill Hunting. He won an Oscar for screenwriting that film along with. Did he
1: play in Goodwill Hunting?
0: One of the main, not Goodwill, but the the other. One of his friend. friend. Oh, okay. Because Matt Damon played Will. Yeah. Right. And the two of them wrote this screenplay together, and they won an Oscar for it. And. Um, huh yeah so he's in that he was in Argo Argo fuck yourself it's a lol fucking classic it's a fucking classic I truly love that movie he's been in a bunch he's he's a very talented director
1: Um, you know the premise of Argo was really good and I think the execution was bad
0: I mean I can't argue with that the premise being
1: historical accuracy Uh, well the premise being a historical event that Seemed worth documenting as a film, but also I think the process of dramatizing it went very poorly, mm. and is honestly probably a, a a huge product of its time and will not age well. Are at you all. referring
0: to the fact that the character that Ben Affleck plays was actually his, a Hispanic man who is absolutely whitewashed into? That's part of it. Ben Affleck, yeah, that's part of it. Not great. Not great. No. No, that's fair. I still enjoyed that movie, but it is super problematic. I am. So, uh, who else? Oh, Liv Tyler! You guys, Liv Tyler's in this movie. Okay, for our regular listeners, they will know that I'm a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings series. Liv Tyler, obviously, played Arwen uh, in the Lord of the Rings series. And that's who she'll be to me forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Um, I have no verifiable proof of this because technology... Was the bane of my existence for the last, you know, hour or so. But, uh, uh, Aerosmith did the main song for Armageddon, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Again, fucking classic. And I believe it's because, uh, Liv Tyler is lead singer, Steven Tyler's daughter. Huh. So... She was in a couple of Aerosmith uh, music videos back in the day. Super problematic because she was playing, like, super cutesy, uh, kind of sexy in her dad's music videos. That was weird. Mm, yep.
1: But that is she's, weird.
0: She's been in a bunch of films. Um, that Thing You Do, one of my absolute favorites with uh, Tom Hanks. Have you ever seen that? No. It's super cute. Again, romantic comedy, but not super romantic. It's more just like a comedy about okay. a... Beatles-esque band, like hmm. a one-hit wonder.
1: Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of bands, yeah. and this would be a complete non-sequitur, but you did mention Aerosmith. Yes, I did. And for some reason, my brain interpreted it as Errol Smith. Errol Smith. And like E-R-O-L, like the name, and I feel like, like Errol... Errol Flynn, almost? Well, like I feel like Errol Smith would be a great name for an Aerosmith cover band that redoes all of their songs in like... Low bluegrass country style. I am
0: actually super into this idea. Should we start a band? No. Aww.
1: No, we're not starting a band and a podcast and a trivia team and uh, who knows what we're gonna start Folks next? At home. But not a band.
0: <laughs> Folks at home, take a poll. Should we start a band?
1: No, don't <laughs> don't let her do this.
0: Uh, Errol Smith. That's super funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Liv Tyler. Uh, she's a phenomenal actress. She will always be, in my heart, Arwen Evanstar. And I love her. Nice. So, that being said, Neil, do you know what time it is?
1: Is it time for the numbers numbers game?
0: game. Numbers game. It's a numbers game. Nice. All right, Neil. So,
1: 1998.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Armageddon is released.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Armageddon's... Estimated budget is $140 million. Estimated? Well, it's always estimated because they, at least on IMDb, they do not have a verified, like, that's how much that costs. I can Wikipedia it if you would like. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, So, $140 million. I do want to point out that Moonfall was $150.
1: Which is horrifying, but, yeah. I wonder
0: if this film was made today it would cost just shy of 250 million
1: dollars that's a lot of money That is
0: so much money oh man alive okay but we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about that that's nope. just a fun fact for us yeah
1: also I'm pretty sure I know where about all of that money went and it's gonna be into just shit CGI.
0: It's going to be imperfectly adequate for 1998 CGI. I'll have you know.
1: Shit CGI.
0: <laughs> All right. Opening weekend. Just yep. domestic. Just uh-huh. the United States and maybe Canada. Okay. Um what do you think? I'm going to change this up. I changed my mind. Ignore what I just said. Okay. Total gross. Total worldwide. gross. Okay. Everywhere. So,
1: worldwide. So the question here is did they make their money back? How
0: much money did this movie make
1: mm, in theaters? I'm going to say this movie made...
0: With a $140 million budget. million
1: budget. I'm going to say this movie made $160 million. I think they might have made it back, but just barely.
0: Would you like to guess an incredible amount more? Oh. Yes.
1: Okay.
0: This was one of the top films of 1998.
1: Okay. All right. How about $375 million?
0: Would you like to guess a much higher number?
1: Oh, whoa. $560 million? You
0: are so close. It was $554 Million dollars. Half a billion
1: dollars? b 1000000000 In 1998? Yes. Oh my God. Girl, yes. Well, okay, look. Dot-com boom is happening. Yes. Dot-com boom has not started to crash yet. No. Nope. Everyone's like, art. Which apparently Armageddon classifies as. For sure. So... They go out, they see the movie, they're like, I'm going to spend all my money on Mm -hmm. this movie. They go see it twice even.
0: Oh, I know people who saw this six plus times in the theater.
1: That's not surprising, actually. No. No.
0: I, I did not see this in 1998 in the theaters. I was a little too young, but when it was on VHS, when it was, definitely if it was ever on TV, I would stop and watch it. Like I watched the crap out of this movie nice so that was worldwide that was all said and done that was all that uh-huh how much of that do you think was united states
1: Ooh, i would bet most of it i would bet like 340 million
0: would you like to guess a much lower number really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: big hit outside of the u.s
0: i mean big spectacle movies usually are which I think is why we're we got you know so many Transformer movies. Well,
1: yeah, I suppose. Um, how about two hundred twenty million dollars?
0: You're close enough. I'ma give it to you. It was two hundred and one million dollars. Okay. So narrowing it down even more, what do you think they made opening weekend?
1: Opening weekend, it opened of July in the United States. Total, they made $201 million in the U.S., probably in theaters for, like, three months. So, like, $40 million? I'm
0: going to give it to you again. That was $36 million. So Hell gonna give yeah. Again.
1: Okay. I'm proud of you. All right.
0: That was some great deductive reasoning.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
0: All right. So, the reviews for this film, I won't lie to you, it's they they're split so on on Rotten Tomatoes uh-huh critic re, critic score critic reviews 38% mm. but audience score 73% that okay. is practically certified fresh in my book
1: so the critics are so if you average them the critics said not a movie <laughs> like less than a movie it's like not, not as even bad as Ultraviolet. It's, it's not even as good as Moonfall's rating.
0: That can't be right. I'm going to look that up.
1: Moonfall was given like a 50%, like a 54% or something like that.
0: Nuh-uh. They're exactly the same.
1: Okay. Moonfall had okay. a
0: 38, 37% uh, okay. uh, critic score, 70% audience, and I actually think that the films are close enough
1: yeah, style and They give wise. me they give me kind of similar vibes. Yeah, Honestly,
0: so, I'm surprised that audience score is so low. I would have thought that it was
1: a bit higher way than 73%. Higher, yeah, personally. but I think that I think that average is pretty close to uh it's just over it's just over 50%. It's like 55% right. ish.
0: Uh, The Critic Consensus, lovely to look at, but about as intelligent as the asteroid that serves as the the movie's antagonist. Nice. Armageddon slickly sums up the cinematic legacies of producer Jerry Brockheimer and director Michael Bay. Jerry Brockheimer, I know him mostly from the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He's He's a producer. He does mostly, just like Michael Bay, big blockbuster, lots of destruction, lots of CGI stuff. Nice. Um... And so that's uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Metacritic, basically the same thing. Uh, Critic reviews is 42 out of 100. User score is 6.3 out of 10. So...
1: So actually, like...
0: Pretty close.
1: Interesting. Metacritic gave it better... So, like, the average, I think, comes out still remarkably close to the same thing.
0: Right, right. No, you're right. And the outlier, oddly enough, is imdb which historically hates everything it's got 6.7 is
1: that does imdb have their own like team of people who rate these things no imdb is
0: exclusively as far as i'm aware exclusively um user based
1: okay Mm -hmm. and what was it 40 something
0: 6.7 6.7
1: out of 10 out of 10 all right yeah uh okay so that just means that there are way more people who aren't critics.
0: Yes, that is what I'm going to go
1: with. Which I think makes sense.
0: Right, especially for a movie like this. Like, you don't go to Van Helsing expecting to see, you know, Waiting for Godot. You don't go to Armageddon expecting to see, uh, I don't know, Melancholia?
1: I, um uh or i guess it, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah um i remember the first time i watched van helsing it was with uh it was with a friend of mine in fourth or fifth grade i want to say
0: yeah that sounds right yeah yeah it was I, very good i love that movie
1: it's a, that was, it's just straight up and down some spooky fun
0: it's spooky fun. We're talking about the one with Hugh Jackman, right?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Cool,
0: cool, cool. Just want to make sure. I know there's a handful. Uh, but no, I It's the only one that matters. I read the review that my local newspaper that the star tribune had written about it and they said that it's only for people who like dumb movies like the mummy and i'm like hi actually one of my favorite movies <laughs> so i wasn't planning on going to see this but now i absolutely will well you've and been loved
1: it. you've been called out and they <laughs> got it right i
0: feel seen and attacked and seen again so <laughs> 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 oh my god so Armageddon, what, Neil, Yes. are your expectations first from just a film enjoyer?
1: Okay. What are you expecting to see? So as a film enjoyer and someone who is familiar with Michael Bay's kind of works in general, I'm expecting a lot of explosions, a lot of like, kind of like hard badasses, and like, there's going to be some sort of... I mean, we already know it's Liv Tyler, but mm-hmm. there's gonna be some sort of like dramatic female lead who like kind of kicks ass, but also doesn't and needs help from like the main male lead, and like I think we're gonna just kind of see a straight up and down movie from like the mm, late '90s that's mm-hmm. sci-fi. Yep. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be better than Event Horizon.
0: This is probably. Almost absolutely definitely true. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's going to be better than Event Horizon, but I don't know whether or not it's going to be better than Moonfall. I'm actually really curious to see whether or not I like it more than Moonfall. I
0: am actually also very curious because, like I said, this movie has a special place in my heart. Uh Uh-huh. But for someone coming in fresh, I'm very curious to see how much of this actually holds up. Yeah. Everything, all of your expectations... Sound correct.
1: Okay. That
0: is what I remember. Again, it's been a handful of years since I've seen this, but I am beside myself with excitement. So now, Neil, Uh put on your science hat.
1: Science cap is on.
0: What are your scientific expectations, knowing full well that I did not look up whether or not they had a science person on staff?
1: I am expecting a movie from 1998 about... An asteroid impacting Earth that they are going to drill into and explode with a nuclear weapon to be a hot steaming pile of physics shit.
0: I'ma put that on a t-shirt. Hell yeah. <laughs> hot steaming pile of physics shit.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be an it's gonna be a a scientific nightmare.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that is also very accurate. I do not as a, as a layperson especially as a you know 13 year old watching this movie I remember not giving a flying fuck about the science oh
1: yeah that's not why they make these movies though no, no, right no, no, no they don't make these movies trying to please people like me they're not like oh yeah that one those like ten phd physicists who are gonna go watch this movie are they gonna like it they're gonna be like Probably we don't not. give a shit whether or not they like it. We're we're making this movie for the guy drinking fucking Modelo and watching this movie oh, yeah. like it's going to be great.
0: We're looking for the guy with the American flag tank cut off tank top who's going to the film to get out of the hot summer air. Yeah. That's what we're looking for.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um I think that is also I'm expecting to fucking love this movie. I am expecting, I mean, Michael Bay notwithstanding, everything to hold up. I am expecting absolutely adequate Uh, uh, It's graphics and acting that is top of the bell curve. You are an actor that they paid to be here. And I am expecting to cry. I will tell you this. I have oh. cried at this movie, the final scene-ish. Okay. Every time I okay. might tear up a little bit thinking about it. All especially right. because I, Neil, as you're aware, my father passed away when I was very young. Mm. So we would watch movies like this. And there is a father-daughter relationship in this. And I whipped. Yeah. So I'm expecting to cry again. Just nice. like when, if, not if. When I go see the new Top Gun movie, I'm going to cry through that whole fucking thing.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm excited. Hell yeah.
0: Hell yeah. All right. So the science involved, based on just the the synopsis that we've got, we know we're going to space.
1: Yep. We're going to space.
0: And we are going to have a training montage of training lay people to become astronauts. (sighs) So I'm counting that as science involved. Yep. Uh, We are going to have... um, Nuclear weapons. Yep, we got nuclear
1: weapons in space. Drilled
0: into a, a an asteroid. I will have questions. I'm going to text you all the questions I have ahead of time.
1: Excellent. Um,
0: But I will have questions about rock composition or the composition of an asteroid. Because that is a fairly, you know, may, not major, but a big part of their time up there is the yep. composition of this rock. Okay. And, you know, just the physics of blowing up a rock so it doesn't... Smash into Earth. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna ask you how many cheeseburgers this rock is probably made up of.
1: I will definitely tell you. If they if they tell me that it's a sphere the size of Texas, I can absolutely give you a good estimate. I love that. Of how uh how this is gonna turn out.
0: And what would happen to the Earth if it actually hit. I'll text it to you. Okay. Great. All right, cool. I think that's it. Should we go watch a movie?
1: I think we should go watch a movie.
0: All right, friends, we'll be back in just a second. Bye. <laughs> Hi, friends. We just watched Armageddon, and sweet fucking Pete, Nate, uh, Neil, I, I need to like reevaluate a lot of my childhood. I need to look at the movies that my father introduced me to as a child, the ones that really meant a lot to me yeah and and just ask why, yeah, um that was not good
1: no the um this I think objectively is actually the worst movie we've seen so far.
0: I think that's fair.
1: and I say that knowing that we watched a science fiction movie that included a portal to hell
0: yep. And The Moon Falling to Earth. Not and in the same movie.
1: The but. Moon Falling to Earth. We have watched movies with both of those concepts in it, and this one is just obligatorily worse. Heads up, folks, this movie's not getting better than one star in its physics rating. Just gonna tell you that now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I was telling Neil this earlier, but my memory of this film from when I was a kid literally began... Maybe a third of the way through the film where they're describing, you know, how they're going to destroy the asteroid. And everything prior to that is so offensive. Yeah. This is a a racist, sexist, misogynistic.
1: Pile of shit.
0: Pile of um, America.
1: It's true. America. It's true. This is a, a, a pile of America. Because I, yeah. if that ain't America, I don't know what is. How
0: many American flags do you guesstimate, whereas in this, like forty?
1: At least one more than necessary.
0: I'm gonna one up you on that. Probably four, four to five more probably than necessary. Probably four to
1: five more than necessary. I feel like, I feel like if they had taken all of the American flags and replaced them with. Literally any other nation's flag. Oh, my God. This could have been, like, the coolest propaganda film. Yeah. Like, in favor of any government.
0: Yeah. If you put, I don't know, like, the Russian flag on... Replace all of the American flags with Russian flags, people would be like, that's so heavy-handed propaganda. Yeah. But it's not. It's America, so it's okay. I folks, I am really struggling with this film and like how much it meant to me as a kid.
1: This movie is a mess to put it lightly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into it. Um, So uh, right off the top, I want to call out, a, an article I found online, it's probably my new favorite article I've ever read. It's called 90 Thoughts We Had While Watching Armageddon and Deep Impact Back-to-Back by Courtney Enloe, and it's on the sci-fi uh, website, sci-fi.com. Nice. And I, I bring it up because I'm going to pepper some of Courtney's thoughts into this uh, breakdown because they echo my thoughts, but they are much better uh, worded. And... Also, I'm gonna do this for Deep Impact because that's on our list. It will come up someday. That day is not today. I don't think I can handle these two back to back.
1: Oh, that um, would be that would be tough. That
0: would be a lot, right? So, number one, she. I assume Courtney is a she, but uh, I'm not positive. So. Off the bat, Courtney says that Michael Bay made Ben Affleck get new teeth to be in this movie. Those are twenty thousand dollars of American-made
1: teeth. Wow!
0: And and uh, Ben Affleck plays AJ, and his smile is—you can see that from space.
1: It is obnoxious.
0: It's so much. Um. So I, I'm sorry, I'm like still processing this fucking movie. So. Should we get into this?
1: I think we should get into it, and there's, there's, look, there's a lot of stuff that we gotta talk about, both physics-wise and movie-wise, so buckle in, folks, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a hell of an episode. This is
0: gonna be probably, uh, I'm gonna guess, one of our longest episodes.
1: (laughs) I, I, I hope it isn't.
0: (laughs) this isn't what we get become known for
1: Uh, yeah i really hope we're not known for this
0: oh my god um okay so let's do this opening shot is uh well first we zoom past the mega structure in our sky
1: the mega no (laughs) no oh my god it's
0: happening it's every Every movie where we see no. a picture of the megastructure. No,
1: you can't refer to the moon as the megastructure. Why
0: not? It's a megastructure. We saw a documentary no. about it, Neil, just oh, last week.
1: no. Oh, it's oh, going to be great. my achy, breaky
0: heart. <laughs> so we zoom past the megastructure, and we see a picture of the Earth. And there is a, a voiceover. Again, I have zero memory of this. But the voiceover says 100 million years ago, or whatever it was, a rock. A six-mile-wide rock hits the Earth, wipes out all dinosaur life. Uh, He says there was a 10,000... The the impact had the blast radius or something of a 10,000... I'm going to start this all over. Okay, so, opening shot, we see Earth. And uh, it looks like our normal Earth, and the voiceover tells us that I don't know, hundred million years ago, however long ago it was, um, a six mile wide rock hits earth, wipes out all dinosaur life. I don't think he uses the word dinosaur, but wipes out all life. Um, It hit with the impact of 10,000 nuclear weapons uh, and and wipes out absolutely everything. So my first question, we are maybe 12 seconds into the movie. My first question is, what happened to Pangea? This looks like our normal continents. I thought the whole thing was that Pangea got hit by the asteroid and that's the Gulf of Mexico and everything broke away.
1: Not quite. Damn it! Yeah. So, uh, first of all, they did get roughly the size of the, of the asteroid right. It was about six miles across. It was a little bit larger than that. Uh, they did get the amount of, like, energy deposition pretty close to right if memory serves i think i looked this up actually for uh the last episode that we did moonfall, moonfall? uh this was a this was a, a brief fact in moonfall that maybe i'll go look up shortly after this to make sure that that's actually correct but ballpark 10k uh nuclear weapons sounds about right um pangea Began to disassemble around a hundred eighty million years ago. Oh, so just
0: out of the blue?
1: Just because of tectonic motion mm. on Earth. Okay. Yep. Um. There was there. There doesn't need to be like a real catalyst for it. That's just kind of how the. I don't know. Tectonic plates just kind of fucking wander around and they hit each other and then they fucking do all kinds of weird shit and they float apart and, and so, the dinosaurs go extinct. 65 million years ago.
0: Gotcha. So
1: it's been almost like... If you go backwards, right, to 65 million years ago, you have to do that effectively three times before you get to Pangea.
0: Okay. okay. So
1: Pangea is actually, like, quite... It's, like, starting to spread out a good amount um, by the time the asteroid uh, that is wandering through space... Um, comes in and and becomes a meteor and then becomes a meteorite and then just annihilates all the dinosaurs and a lot of other forms of life on Earth. Okay. Um, Also, I do want to clarify this right away. Great. Um, The terms asteroid, meteor, and meteorite. Yes. All right. Asteroid is a rock in space. Excellent. So if we are referring to an asteroid... We are talking about a rock floating through space. It is not... It is not in Earth's atmosphere. It is not on Earth. It is nowhere usually near Earth, but sometimes maybe it could be, but it is an asteroid. All right. A meteor is something that is currently falling to Earth. So it has entered Earth's atmosphere, but it might burn up before it hits the ground. Um, but it's just literally any... any thing from space usually a, a an asteroid mm-hmm. which has then entered earth's atmosphere now it is no longer an asteroid it is a meteor
0: what would it be if it wasn't an asteroid
1: it could be like bits of like satellite stuff oh
0: okay okay i got you and then it meteor- could also
1: be another planet i guess <laughs> or, uh, or a, a proto planet oh god no no God, please yeah. no! God, no! All right, um, and then a
0: meteorite. And then a
1: meteorite is once a meteor makes contact with Earth. Okay. Then it becomes a meteorite. So ah, if there's okay. anything left of a meteor after it enters the atmosphere and and it tends to burn up, but it the burning that we see is is a really interesting process that I will talk about later. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, that. Um, But once it makes it to Earth, if the asteroid doesn't, like, disassemble in Earth's atmosphere, then it becomes a meteorite. Okay. So anything that is fallen from space onto Earth that you can pick up, meteorite. Meteorite. If you can't pick it up because it's in the atmosphere or it burned up before it got here, meteor. If it's in space still, that's an asteroid.
0: Excellent. I knew there were differences. Was not sure what those differences are. Thank you, Dr. Neal. Pre-Dr. Neal.
1: Almost Dr. Neil. Almost Dr. Neil. Yes. There.
0: Um, so then my last question for this opening scene, mm-hmm. again, 12 seconds in, they have a lot of, I'm going to call them statistics, but that's a very generous word. Sure. For the description of destruction on, on Earth from this meteorite. Yes. Is that description accurate in any way, shape, or form?
1: Mostly. Oh surprisingly. Oh, that's exciting. I remember I remember listening to the overview and I didn't I didn't actually write it down because I I thought it was actually pretty good. Okay. Um The, the biggest issue that I have is that they show a lot of like sound in space in the opening, which mm-hmm. sucks. Um the the actual like what they talk about in terms of like the the destruction that it causes pretty accurate um it does cause a lot of like uh it does cause a global shockwave uh that's probably pretty unpleasant if there are creatures on earth that have eardrums Uh, a lot of them might have just ruptured
0: well the image we saw sure looked like it was just (coughs) fire and lava that spread out in a shockwave formation
1: yeah actually um maybe this maybe this is a i don't know do you i have a i have a video that I want to show you about like a large, like what it looks like when a large, like a really large asteroid impacts Earth. Do you want to watch that now or do you want to watch that later?
0: I want to watch that right
1: now. You want to watch that right now? All oh, right, yeah. Let's go watch that right now. Okay. But yeah, this, this particular asteroid is big enough that it will puncture through earth's crust oh entirely and it will sink mostly down into the mantle expelling oh my God. most of the uh most of the material that comes out out and around and this will okay. like likely kill everything on earth.
0: I think that's probably fair. Yeah,
1: because I mean the the like shockwave itself is going to like fuck everything up.
0: It looks like it is destroying mountains.
1: Yes. But okay, so I want you to have I wanted like I wanted to show you this in advance Mm -hmm. of when we actually talk about the asteroid so that you have a good idea of what I am talking about. Right. Because this is what it's going to look like.
0: Unpleasant at best. Yes. So everything now on planet Earth is all fire. Yes. It's all fire and lava and and the clouds are Oh, buildings are still standing. That actually surprises me.
1: Uh, yeah, buildings are still standing. Um, kind of for the most part. Uh, a lot of them would actually probably be destroyed. Mhm. Um, but some of them will still stand. The atmosphere, like, effectively ignites. Yeah. Um, and will just be on fire forever, or until it cools down enough.
0: How long would it take to cool down? A long, long time. Yeah. Um, So, all life on the planet is
1: effectively dead. Yes. It evaporates all oceans. Like, it evaporates all water on the planet. Alright, so there you go. I just wanted you to see that. That was
0: breathtaking. Yeah,
1: before we we get into this, because I will talk about most of that. Excellent. Okay.
0: Excellent. Okay. So let's move past the opening 30 seconds of the film yep. and get into the rest of it. Yes. So now we are still in space. Yes. Um, and we see a NASA space
1: shuttle. I have problems with this already. Oh
0: my God. Tell me everything.
1: Um, so first of all, shortly after we see a NASA space shuttle, we see an astronaut working on some kind of satellite. Yes. Um, this astronaut has no tether.
0: Doesn't he? No. Ah, uh, maybe my brain just projected a tether in there.
1: There is, I as far as I could tell, he's no got little, tether. He's got a
0: little. He's. It does. Maybe he has a jetpack. I know has, some of them yeah, have yeah. a jetpack.
1: You, you like that is that is for emergency use only yeah. and or manipulating yourself around, but you should always have a tether. I. That makes sense. There is no way that you would be like. Even not, Moonfall had a tether. Yeah. Like I'm. This is very unrealistic to begin with. Second of all, uh this, um, this, uh, astronaut is, like, getting all, like, worked up and heated over the fact that, like, something isn't going right, and his heart rate is skyrocketing, he is, like, sweating profusely, if this started to happen, that would Im- the the mission would immediately end. Yeah, like that they person. Would bring him that, back yeah, in. yeah. That person would be brought back to the shuttle and told to like cease and desist because yeah. you are going to waste too many oxygen resources. You are probably going to make a mistake, and like also it's a good sign that you are actually not either physically or mentally fit to be doing the work that you are doing. Uh, astronauts have a ton of training on this kind of thing, and are very. Very prepared for this. You don't go out on a spacewalk if you aren't effectively like prepared in every sense of the word. Like there is there this should never have happened to begin with. Right. That's that's what I got so far.
0: I mean and so this wouldn't happen unless we needed deep core drillers, which we will get to and then all rules are out the window
1: uh, <laughs> look. i
0: i know we're gonna get to it but fuck me dude it's <laughs> this, this fucking movie um okay so mr astronaut mr panicky man yes is doing things and then we were in houston billy bob thornton look at you billy bob doing your little billy bob thing um also love that his name is billy bob um he is, you know, trying to monitor the situation. He offers him a buffalo quarter to calm down or something like that. It was... Uh... Oh, sorry. We need to take one quick pause. Something I did not mention at the top of, um, of this episode. I normally go through the writers of the movies. Yeah. I didn't do that this time. Okay. Did you see who the writers are for this film? No. J.J. fucking Abrams helped write this movie oh
1: that makes a lot of sense
0: i was my brain fucking exploded when i saw that
1: look jj abrams i respect some of the things that he has done
0: mission impossible 3 is a phenomenal movie he
1: has done also a lot of really bad things like armageddon
0: where were we billy bob thornton is in houston astronauts are in space great all of a sudden asteroids little itty bitty guys start pelting the shuttle pelting um the astronaut and just all of a sudden everything blows up spectacularly there is so it's just gone it's absolutely gone and neil i have a a science question for you Uh uh-huh there is a lot of fire in this explosion Uh uh-huh is that accurate
1: no Really? uh-huh you shocked yeah. me uh-huh so um for those of you folks who may not actually know uh how a fire works it needs a fuel and to fuel a fire you do need oxygen and without oxygen you can't have any fire
0: <laughs> so oxygen needs fire yes fire no Fire, fire needs, needs oxygen.
1: oxygen. Jesus fuck. Um, so, was, since we're in space, there's really not any oxygen up here anymore. Well, they've got a fuel source. Would that light a fire? Would a fuel source well, light like a fire? Well, they've got the fuel in no, the shuttle. No, 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 no. Because you need, you would need something to ignite it. And and uh, just like asteroids cruising through space don't ignite fuel like there's no reason that this should have happened unless like there's like some fluke situation where like you know asteroid happens to hit the fuel tank and a bunch of electrical stuff on the way out and then like the the fuel but even then the fuel still needs and like the accelerant which is oxygen Mm -hmm. so without it it might not actually burn very effectively
0: now i'm jumping at just a bit but they say in the main mission they say that the fuel source for the shuttles is liquid o2 liquid oxygen
1: i don't think that's right
0: would that be a uh, if it was real is it real
1: is liquid oxygen real? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can make you can make oxygen a liquid at like minus a hundred degrees Fahrenheit or something like that. Interesting.
0: Okay. So would that burn in space? Because it is oxygen.
1: No. Because okay. it's not just oxygen that you need. You need something else as well. Oxygen is literally just like the, the The process of burning something is a process known as like rapid oxidation. Mm-hmm. It is like, you know how like r- like iron rusts., yes. that is also a form of oxidation, right. It's like it's very rapid rot, effectively. It is just you are releasing a lot of energy from something by like like fueling this decay process rapidly.
0: I love thinking about fire as rapid rot. It's, that is awesome.
1: It's not a perfect analogy, yeah, yeah. but it's it's not actually the worst analogy either. But effectively, you are taking all of the stuff that isn't carbon inside of any sort of organic material, and you are using that plus oxygen to, like... Create a plasma effectively. Mm-hmm. You are like, you are like causing a chemical reaction which creates uh, a lot of energy and then ionizes a bunch of stuff and becomes fire.
0: Awesome. So that was not an option here because, like we said, no oxygen. No oxygen. And like, no fuel source that we can really. Yeah, un- it.
1: unclear. Okay. Most. Most shuttles will have, like, some kind of fuel source on them because they do need to do some maneuvering in space. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can just get away with, like, gas pressure gas pressure release. So if you just keep a lot of, like, gas on the shuttle and then, like, release that slowly, that is a form of propulsion that you could use. Nice. I, I would need to do a little more research into what NASA actually used on the shuttles right. for their um for their you know propulsion, but um liquid O2 on its own is not a fuel source. It is part of your propulsion system because it is an accelerant, Mm -hmm. but usually you need something that is hydrogen based Mm -hmm. um, to make that happen.
0: Neat. All right. So this is the first instance of this film where they got something wrong. Yeah. Great. And we are one minute into this film.
1: Well, I mean, technically...
0: Maybe five. Yeah. Maybe three.
1: I don't even know. Yeah.
0: We are very early into this film. Yeah. Um. Jesus
1: Christ. Also, okay. NASA's reaction to this thing, like, after they, like, lose contact with the shuttle and yes. it all explodes, they're like, it was a missile attack! And it's like, oh, come Ooh, on, yeah. this isn't the fucking Cold War anymore, goddammit. Literally, damn it.
0: the military thinks that everyone's under attack. The They're launching planes, they're, like, locking the airspace down, and and NASA's like, I don't know what happened! Uh.
1: Yeah, it's, um... It's really surprising that they react like this. Um, first, like meteor storms like this don't really happen. Um, like, we is
0: this a meteor storm? Or is this an asteroid storm? You just broke this down for me, Neil. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot confuse me.
1: It so it becomes a meteor shower. Okay. Because you have all these asteroids ripping through space that end up burning on Earth. up
0: in yes. in the atmosphere. Yes, I accept. Um, stellar. So, moving on. Um, like I said, the military starts freaking out. NASA's freaking out. We see this couple that have really Yeah,
1: next, next scene.
0: Next scene. We, we meet this couple...
1: In an observatory. In an
0: observatory. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about this because they serve no purpose. They're just angry, bitter boomers who, that, who hate each other. They're a married couple. And they just snipe at each other and they're awful to each other and they don't serve a purpose
1: they really don't serve any purpose not
0: gonna talk about them all right it's like they never on. existed so uh uh cut to new york cut city to new york city fucking I, i'm pretty sure that's eddie griffin
1: isn't it it uh, might be.
0: It might be. You know I'm, how
1: bad I am with actors. That's
0: fair play. But so I believe it's Eddie Griffin, um, who is riding a bike with a tiny dog in the basket. He walks up to uh, some random guy who's watching TV. He The guy's on the street. TVs are in the TV shop. Just like in the fucking 60s. Oh, my God. Everything in this movie is like it's from the fucking 60s. But with the 1998 veneer on it. Yeah. This movie is very frustrating. So this guy is watching TV on the street and they're covering um, the shuttle that just blew up. Yep. And he just walks up and he goes, hey, what happened? And his dog goes off and starts fucking with a, a, a vendor on the street who's selling, I don't know, Godzilla um, toys or something like that. Yeah. The man is rightfully upset that this dog is destroying his stuff he's trying to sell. Eddie Griffin comes over. They start fighting. And um, this man, this new man, is immediately crushed by a very large meteorite. Like, it must have been the size of... It looks to be the size of, like, a small refrigerator or
1: something. That sounds right.
0: Absolutely demolishes him. Yep. And then we cut to a cab that's stuck in traffic. The most racist cab.
1: Oh my god, I think I've seen
0: in recent memory.
1: Look, let's just... I don't want to get I don't want to get super into this this movie is extremely problematic for a, a whole of slew of reasons and for some god-awful reason 1998's Michael Bay and also modern Michael Bay yes, likes Michael. to write in a bunch of token minorities who are extremely racist to each other
0: because it's, it's not a white person saying it yeah it's fine
1: so it must be fine apparently yeah um no Michael Bay uh, fuck off.
0: Yep. Go for right. yourself. Um, so there's the, the dog is okay. We find out he's hanging from his leash. There's no way this dog would be okay. He yeah. would be
1: liquid. There is also no way that Eddie Griffith survives that.
0: Oh yeah. Cause it's really just a hole in the sidewalk. And Eddie yeah. Griffith was, Griffin was, um, what? Six inches away from the guy who got smashed by a meteorite. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden meteorites are coming in or they're meteors until they hit the ground but meteors are coming in and hitting new york city and just there's destruction and and smoke and fire and flames and the two towers did make it through this um through this uh surprising honestly it was great i'm proud of them um so shit is hitting the fan in new york city yep and then we meet Keith David, who's one of my favorite actors, you guys. I did mention him at the top of the episode, but he is the voice of the the villain in uh, The Princess and the Frog. And he's so good. I love I him. I haven't
1: seen that movie. It, I should see it. It's
0: delightful. Nice. Honestly, I love that movie. And he is probably my favorite villain. That's a bold statement. He's up there. He's like top five favorite villains. Um, he's got that voice. Ah, oh, He's great. Anyway, he is a general a bajillion star general He's kind of like The military voice In this film And uh, Yeah and, and and so we're at a meeting At NASA And they They NASA Billy Bob Thornton Is telling Keith David The military That They're And the president I think is on the phone um, he, They're saying that There's an asteroid Headed towards Earth That is the size of Texas Yep And that's really really big Yep it's uh, and they say, well, what about all these smaller meteors that are or meteorites that are hitting? I'm gonna get that confused literally this entire movie
1: That's fine if you if you say meteorite, that is okay for most of the context of this movie because Excellent. every single thing that we see does with hit. the exception of something later on in the movie does actually make contact with the earth. Mm-hmm. So meteorite is all right
0: good I'm gonna I'm gonna run with that then. Um, so this huge asteroid is coming to earth and the president is like, how the fuck did you miss this? And he goes, well, we only have a million dollars a year and that gives us enough money to monitor 3% of space. So that's why you cheap bastards. Um, they, he says that what has been hitting New York city and a few other things around, um, that it's, those are small meteorites they're the size of basketballs and Volkswagens," he says if the this asteroid hits us that all life on earth even bacteria is going to um be destroyed and then some guy it's the most cliche thing and i think it started here so it wasn't a cliche when it started but a guy is running through the halls of nasa he bursts in on this big meeting he's got a fistful of papers and goes we have 17 days and i assume just collapses dead cuz he ran so much
1: uh yeah that sounds about right so neil <clears throat> yes
0: i have a science question for you i have Excellent. a couple uh huh number 1 yes these smaller meteorites that hit yes the size of basketballs and volkswagens yes a is that is that is the representation of what we saw in new york city uh, uh, akin to what would happen if a basketball or volkswagen sized meteorite hit us
1: well, first of all, no. Okay. Um, if something is, if it's about the size of a basketball, it's probably not actually going to make it to Earth in the first place. Mm. So it needs to be quite a bit bigger before it actually gets to Earth. And probably what's going to happen, and I'll show you a video of this shortly. Oh my we? God,
0: there's more videos? There's
1: more videos. <sighs> we have one more video to watch. Um. But what probably happened is that there was a very large uh, meteor, Which split apart, like, it fractured in the atmosphere um, from, you know, getting too hot and and encountering a lot of, like, pressure and uh, resistance from Earth's atmosphere. And then it, like, shatters, splits apart into many smaller sizes, and then those things kind of, like, spread out and hit Earth. Um, And in that case, you can get get things that are the size of, like, basketballs and Volkswagens and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um so yeah that's that's kind of the that's kind so of the we
0: did see something that could have happened something yes. split up and something those size could have hit Earth
1: yes great surprisingly though Michael Bay undersells the destruction this would cause
0: that's what I thought if something that big hit. Okay, yeah. please tell me everything. Okay,
1: so we're gonna watch. Alright, folks. Uh this will be this will be another video that's in the link, uh, like in, in the uh show notes. Um but this is a news report about a 2013 meteor that lands in Chelyabinsk, Russia. Um this meteor was about fifty feet across. It shattered into many smaller pieces, and then Um, For the most part, it landed in a remote lake um, in, like, northern Russia, and despite the fact that this thing landed nowhere near any city center, there were still more than a thousand people that were pretty severely injured from this. Jesus! Yes. Yes. So had it landed in a densely populated area, this would have caused oh, so many problems.
0: Absolutely fuck some shit up. All
1: right, so we're going to watch this. We're going to go watch this YouTube video. Yes. All right, this one, I do I actually I remember
0: when this hit.
1: Yes, I, I also oh. remember this. I was in high school.
0: Yeah. I had just graduated
1: college. Nice. All right. So I want to I want to I want to point that out. Yes. Like as the as the meteor like a large meteor is like in the atmosphere, it is like breaking the sound barrier first of all, which causes a huge shockwave. Right, and then the meteor is like shattering apart several times, which causes more shockwaves. These shockwaves are strong enough to like actually seriously damage um, like windows and things. So if you are like. If, if there is a large asteroid, get away from a window. Yeah. Or, like, a fragile wall, stay away from that shit.
0: Don't look at it out the window. The
1: glass will explode horizontally inward to wherever you are looking and probably get all up in your face and eyes. Unpleasant. Okay, also, they did point out that there was no warning Yeah. Uh, for this meteor entering Earth's atmosphere. And that's a and, big one. And it's a very large one. It's the biggest one in more than a century. And... Apparently, NASA weighs in on this at some point, but it... Did they just
0: play this movie?
1: Honestly, they they should have paralleled... They should have, like, played this scene from the movie. It's so bright. It's so bright.
0: Oh, my God. That sounds like a bomb. Yeah. Wow! What? Yeah. A wall just fell down, everybody.
1: Over a million square feet of glass shattered.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: So... Um. So we should have been so much worse this it, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if there are, the explanation they give is that like there is like this meteor shower, and like everyone's on NASA's ass because they're like, "Hey, how the fuck did we not know about this?" Yeah. And NASA like could literally just shrug and be like, "Hey, um, one, the sky is really big. Two, we don't have any funding." Which is very accurate.
0: Both of them are very true. (laughs)
1: Both of those are very... Like, I have it in my notes here that I'm like, that's a very fucking true statement. (laughs) Um, And, uh, like, it's one of those things where we can only track things so big in space. Right. Once they get down to the size of, like, like, 50 feet across, like, it's really tough to actually, like, Get a good read on that and where it is and where it's going, especially if they're cruising in at, you know, 40,000 miles an that hour. That is so
0: many miles an hour.
1: It's really fast. Uh, 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 just a, a quick reference for everybody. The speed of sound in our atmosphere is like 700-ish shut miles shut per hour. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So this thing's cruising into Earth's atmosphere at like Mach 50. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's going real quick. Yeah. All right, so you you coming into Earth's atmosphere Mach fifty. That shock wave alone is part of what like causes so much damage, because like as it like that shock wave kind of like comes out at an angle from the debris, mm-hmm. and then like that shock wave like hits everything on the ground in its path, and like a big cone underneath it fucks everything up. All right, so that's why there's, like, a ton of windows that broke. They said, like, more than a million square feet of windows or some shit like that. Like, thousands of people are injured from just one meteor, the right. side, like, about 50 feet across, which is pretty freaking small.
0: And in the scene that we saw in New York City, there's probably a dozen?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least? And when these things land...
0: Would it have flattened the city?
1: No, the it reality? wouldn't. it wouldn't have flattened the city. Okay. It would have just it would have caused a lot of damage, especially to buildings that are not, like, super structurally sound. Anything, like, old in New York City is going to suffer a lot. All of the skyscrapers in New York City, all of their windows are going to be gone. Yeah. Um, It's going to be, like, a pretty nasty event if this happens over a city center. And uh, luckily, even, like, the one in Russia did not happen over, like a really highly populated area. Thank God. But it happened over a populated area, right. and there were still a 1,000 people who got injured.
0: That is crazy. So if this
1: happened in New York, uh, I'm guessing there's, like, millions of people injured. Uh, this, like, bright light in the sky or a series of bright lights in the sky is causing mass pandemonium. All kinds of traffic injury. There's all kinds of infrastructural damage. Buildings might even collapse, depending on what happens, like... Especially if a building gets hit with an uh, like by a meteorite, um, it's 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 they undersell the damage from this pretty pretty wildly.
0: That is so so funny thinking about Michael Bay as being you know
1: the guy who <laughs> like oversells a lot of explosions. He just casually undersold this by a spectacular margin.
0: Well, you got to start small, Neil, and you got to ramp your way up. Cause at some point, spoiler alert, Paris gets destroyed. Paris is. I I do
1: have it in my notes that the Paris scene is much more accurate.
0: Excellent. Oh my God. Okay. So I, I have one more question about this scene. Yes. Um, he says all life on Earth is destroyed if this Texas sized asteroid hits us. Yeah,
1: yeah. The big one. The right? big there one. is a that, big asteroid, you. yes, that is cruising through space 17 days away, maybe 18 days tops. Yeah. Uh, that is going to hit Earth.
0: And if the big one hits, all life on Earth is destroyed. Yeah. Just like we saw with our yeah. first video. Correct. Um, and nothing survives, even bacteria.
1: That's also probably correct.
0: That's correct? Even yeah. bacteria?
1: Yeah, for the most part.
0: Would the water bear survive? Water bear needs water.
1: Oh, they forgot. don't need. They don't actually need water. They can live in space. Oh. Um, it just. It might get so hot that it. It literally denatures the proteins in the water bears.
0: That kind of makes me sad. I won't yeah.
1: Lie. Yeah. Um, it would be a really okay. So I want to talk about the big one now. Yes. I want to talk about the big one. We're gonna have a, a small science moment here, cause cause this is science actually
0: science moment.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is going to parallel a lot of like uh, a lot of what what would have happened in Moonfall, mm-hmm. except because this is an asteroid that's headed straight for Earth and it's not like orbiting Earth, um, and it's not quite as large as the moon. It doesn't really shatter apart before it hits Earth. It kind of hits Earth as one cohesive unit. All right. The things we can expect from a 773 across, like mile across, which is as big as Texas, Texas is 773 miles across, um, is that it's probably going to come cruising into Earth at like uh, somewhere around 40,000 miles an hour, probably a little bit faster than that. Um, also, like, could be 18,000 meters per second, maybe a little faster. Um, interesting fact about Uh, projectiles encountering objects that are the same density um they they only go about one length into the into the object so they will sink so if this if this asteroid is 77 uh 770 miles across it will sink itself 770 miles into earth and then stop
0: that seems like it should go further if it's going so much yeah faster this is actually heavier. a fun
1: thing that isaac newton somehow discovered he's um great. yeah well he was okay he's interesting yeah he's interesting that's a good way to put it um but there's actually a really fun um there's a really fun thing out there uh called xkcd i don't know if Maybe some of the science nerds out there have heard of XKCD. Hi, science nerds. Uh, but it is written by a former, uh, former NASA scientist named Randall Monroe. And he writes this, like, series of comics uh, that are usually a couple panels each that are very science-based. They're, they're super fun for all the nerds out there. <laughs> but he has a separate series called What If? And... What the concept of what if is that people write in kind of ridiculous questions, and then he takes a very, like, a mild hand wavy approach, but a pretty serious scientific approach to answering these questions. And, um, one of the questions that got submitted, uh, and it is like kind of how I found this because it's such a fun idea is if a meteor made out of diamond, a hundred feet across. Was traveling at the speed of light and it hit Earth. What would happen to it? That is such a good question. It is a phenomenal thing. And so he starts. He's like, you know, he starts with like, okay, you can't have matter that goes the speed of light. Fair um, point. But we can get really close. Yeah. So let's let's start small and work our way up. All right. So the first one is you you uh, you drop it. You drop this you know meteor from the edge of space, about a hundred kilometers up, and it. Comes in at about Mach three. It hits the Earth, um, and it makes a crater about three hundred meters across. All right, um, that's not so bad. All right, now we want to talk more about like what happens if you drop it from like pretty far away in in space. Let it fall towards Earth. It'll come in at about escape velocity, which is eleven thousand kilometers a second. Uh, sorry, eleven kilometers a second. Eleven thousand meters per second um it has about as much energy as a small atomic bomb and keep in mind this is like a diamond about a 100 feet across okay it's not it's not as big as what we're talking about here um so that creates a crater that's a little bit smaller than the meteor crater in arizona which is several hundred feet across awesome um and then, uh, actually, probably coming up on on like you could measure that in like fractions of a mile pretty easily. So if if you have something that's coming in, like quite a bit faster than that, things get really weird. Um, if you start going about seventy two kilometers per second, uh, which is about as fast as anything orbiting the sun can actually go in our in our in our solar system. It punches, you know, 100 feet into Earth's crust because it's 100 feet across. And then it, like, creates a, a, a crater that's over two kilometers across Jesus. and releases enough energy comparable to that of the largest fusion bombs that we have.
0: Jesus.
1: So the the rest of the article goes on to talk about, like... We're like gonna start cranking up the speed because the kid asked about how, fa- like, what happens speed if it comes in at the speed of light, right. which is a wild concept. <laughs> um, but so that's about as far as we need to go, uh, for this. But if you're if you're if you want to read more about this, I'll put this in the show notes because it's you. a super fun so article. Excited. Uh, once they get up to uh, the speed of like almost the speed of light, it's a really, really fun read.
0: Does the earth get destroyed? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. So, OK, but that's speed of light. I was like, oh, this asteroid. But no,
1: no, no, no. That is a so effectively at that point, you can't have a, a coherent object traveling that fast. Sure. It has to effectively be a whole slew of like individual particles very close to each other traveling that fast. It's not even an an item anymore. It's not really considered an object because all of this, all of the objects are traveling at relativistic speeds. And talking about like trying to get a coherent object that big going that fast is effectively meaningless, like it, it would it would be almost impossible. Awesome. Um, so it's a, it's a really fa- fascinating read. Okay, so uh, moving on to our our asteroid. Yes. Right. It punches. It punches seven hundred seventy three miles into Earth's crust. It ejects all of this like. It, it ejects parts of the mantle. It ejects parts of the crust. It, like.
0: Would it, lava come out?
1: Oh, big yeah. time. Okay. Lots of it. Uh, is just, it's just spewed into both space and the atmosphere. Oh, my God. Uh, it completely vaporizes all the water on the planet. The whole atmosphere effectively starts on fire. Shockwaves kill pretty much any, like, macro sized creature on the planet. Um, Macro being larger than... eh, Like a mouse, maybe. Okay. Fun fact, um, if you are roughly the size of a mediumly large mammal, like a human, if there is any sort of shockwave or explosion that is big enough to pick you up off the ground, uh, you have died. Oh, (laughs) good. So, if you ever see a movie where there is an explosion and someone gets physically Not picked backed. up off the ground and pushed away from the explosion that person is actually dead
0: that is incredible that yeah. changes all of the marvel it movies it changes
1: all of the marvel oh movies oh my god
0: okay so if a shock wave can launch you back you yeah, yeah. are why if is it, it is it your liquid inside
1: it is it is physically your your body will compress under that much force um, that if the explosion was big enough to cause a shockwave, that, that that can physically pick you up, the uh, the upward momentum actually is what is what is interesting there because if it's big enough to pick you up off the ground, the horizontal component of the shockwave is big enough to effectively rip you apart or completely crush everything in your body at least.
0: Oh my. God, there's so many movies. I'm running through my head right now. I'm like, oh, I, like, I knew it wasn't good for you. No, it's, obviously, it, yeah, it. But I it did it, not know that you would be it, dead. It, yeah,
1: it will kill you. Oh. Uh If it just if it just knocks you like flat forward, um, you might be okay.
0: You'd be in pain, but you you might not be dead. You
1: would probably have some broken bones. Mm -hmm. Uh, it'll be really uncomfortable depending on, you know, the situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if it can pick you up off the ground and launch you forward, you are dead.
0: Awesome. Oh my God. That's Um, amazing.
1: Yeah. So, uh, this, this impact from this asteroid, uh, effectively ignites the Earth's atmosphere. It liquefies a lot of the crust around it. It vaporizes all water on the planet to the point where, like, it might actually escape into space, or it might take a long time for it to just actually precipitate out. Uh, all the oceans are gone. Yeah. Right? All major sources of fresh water gone. So Doesn't even really matter. If you
0: somehow did survive, you will not for long.
1: Oh, yeah. Because there's no water. I mean, also, the atmosphere is on fire. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's kind of a big thing, yeah. So,
1: uh, good luck. Um, the planet probably heats up to um, a temperature past the boiling point of water um, for an extended period of time. So all living life on Earth effectively is dead.
0: Including bacteria. Including
1: bacteria. Excellent. Because they are primarily composed of water. Oh, sure, sure. And um, there might... It's hard, it's hard to be so definitive to say all of it is gone. Mm-hmm. But given our current understandings of the limitations of of carbon-based life forms that are composed mostly of water, they will actually all be gone. Wow! Um, there might be some cases where there are underground forms of life, like underground bacteria on like the opposite side of the planet, oh. that might survive. Chances are pretty slim, yeah, still though, it's not because guaranteed. it it yeah it's it's bad enough that like most underground water will also probably evaporate. Um, to give you a scale of let's say like you know we wanted to go up there and and vaporize the whole thing by launching nukes at it. Sure, sure. Um, I I did some digging on the Googles and I found out that it takes about ten kilojoules. Um, to vaporize one gram of granite.
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah. So if you have, like, a bit of granite that is um, a cubic centimeter, it will take uh, 27.5 kilojoules to vaporize a cubic centimeter of granite.
0: What is that in terms of bomb? Like, what size bomb?
1: Uh, Let's do the conversion really quick. All right. So it's still a remarkably small amount of megatons of TNT. Right. It's like 6 times 10 to the minus 12.
0: And this is to vaporize as if it never existed.
1: To vaporize as in, like, you dissolve it. All of the molecular binding is gone. Mm -hmm. It is just individual atoms at this point. Great. Okay. So uh, if we wanted to... If, so if you if you look up the density of uh, your average asteroid, you find it's about two grams per centimeter cubed, which is a little less dense than granite. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some rough estimations of how how big, like how much volume in cubic centimeters this thing is, um, and it's a lot. It's ten to the twenty-four cubic centimeters. Big. Big. Um, so it has a mass of. Um, like 2 times 10 to the 21 kilograms, which is about 70 times smaller than the moon in terms of its actual mass. So, I mean, the moon is pretty big. The moon is really big. The moon is actually about three times wider than this asteroid. That's that is
0: hurtling towards That us. is hurtling towards Earth. Great.
1: So it's about a third of the width of the moon. God, that is um, still
0: really big for an asteroid, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's about... It's about, like, nine times smaller in, like, physical size, like, volume, than the moon is. Um, Because I think it goes by radius cubed. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, So if you convert this to megatons of TNT to evaporate this whole thing, uh, you come up with 3.5 trillion megatons of TNT. Sweet! fucking jesus also keep in mind that delivering all of the energy from a nuclear weapon to like like actually doing work on vaporizing this asteroid is physically impossible at best you're gonna get maybe 50 percent yield oh my god so, so multiply even with that, that by at least two so that's like seven trillion megatons of tnt this is that's more Then the planet has, like, nuclear resources. Right.
0: So, Um, best case scenario, we cut it down by half. Yeah. We still all die. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, best case scenario, you can't cut it down by half. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because uh, the U.S., I think we estimated last time, had about 4,500 megatons of TNT in stock Mm -hmm. of, like, nuclear weapons as it stands right now. Um, which ain't gonna cut it.
0: Nope! That is not enough.
1: Compared to 3.5 trillion. Okay, God. so um, I, I do have here that the idea that they choose to go with is much better, uh, but also it's very faulty. So I do want to talk about quickly, if we have an object that is a an asteroid in space that is 773 uh 770 miles across it was probably molten at one point in time in the early solar system kind of days it is probably not molten anymore Mm -hmm. it also is probably small enough that it doesn't have what we would consider to be like a real tectonic structure um especially not a tectonic structure that like has fault lines that run through the entire asteroid. So,
0: theoretically speaking, this,
1: <laughs> this is a preface. So, theoretically speaking, if you wanted to, let's say, uh, split it in split half, split it in half,
0: totally off the top
1: of our heads. Uh, just uh, you know, spitballing here. Yeah. Uh, you would not be able to do that without doing something like. Uh, have you ever seen how they like quarry rock? Oh yeah. yeah. Right, they dig down these like they 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 drill these like you know, you know, uh, like two inch diameter holes and they're through very the rock. Long, yeah. Yep. Uh, very long, right? And then they fill all of those holes with like dynamite. Right. And then they ignite all of that, and then you get this like sheer like cut down the rock that just like completely explodes outwards, and like that's how you would. That that is more of the line along the lines of what so you would you, need to do to split this in half. You would have to do it half. little
0: by little, then.
1: Well, you would have to you would have to drill like effectively, you know, every so often all the way across the middle of the asteroid. You would have to completely fill each one of those drill holes with explosives powerful enough to actually do something here, and then you would probably want to caused the explosion so that it started from the outside and went inward so that you you when you do the outside blast you push out the extra stuff on the outside and now your blast is going to keep cutting like outwards from the middle and then you effectively get a nice clean cut through the the asteroid is how I would recommend that you do this is that feasible no is
0: it feasible in 17 days
1: definitely not okay all right so <laughs> Um science moment is done. We've wrapped up all of that. Science corner's done. There's still so much of this movie left. I
0: know we're like ten minutes in.
1: So I'm gonna take a little bit more of a back seat on on the science questions. Unless, um, unless you. you unless you need me. Yeah. And we're gonna let's let's try and like start going through, because they have already fucked up the science so horrifically. There's no coming back. There is no coming back, so I just wanted to lay that all all uh, out there, and now we kind of have expectations of, of oh, well, what we will see, and uh, let's continue from there.
0: Alright. Ten minutes in, we splash cut splash cut? We cut to uh, an oil rig out in the middle of the ocean. Bruce Willis Uh, starts hitting a golf ball at a Greenpeace ship. And this is the introduction to the hero of our story is an oil driller hitting golf balls at Greenpeace protesters. Um, Which, you know, that really does set the stage. I mean, not that the previous 10 minutes hadn't set the stage for the film, but once again, this is our hero. And here's my issue with it, is that Bruce Willis, especially in the 90s, is so goddamn fucking charming. He is so charming. He, it plays the likable asshole so well, and it is
1: infuriating. It is really infuriating, because I, I genuinely enjoyed his character in this movie, and he is extremely problematic. Oh
0: my god, so problematic, which we will get to. So, he starts looking for uh, a character we haven't met yet named AJ, who was played by Ben Affleck, uh, because AJ ran one of the drills after hours after Harry, Bruce Willis, told him not to. So he finds AJ in his room in bed, in, and he's, uh, su- he suspects something is up because AJ says, I'm so sorry I was wrong. He goes, you've never apologized so quickly. What is going on? He looks around the room. He finds a bra. And AJ, obviously, does not wear bras, and he pulls the covers back on the bed, and we see Liv Tyler lying there, presumably naked, after a a raucous night, we're going to assume. Um, They have a little exchange wherein we learn she is his daughter, Grace, and she is now dating AJ, and Harry's not super pleased with it, Um yeah, so he goes, Harry goes and gets a shotgun. He starts shooting at AJ around this oil rig, which I'm gonna, this is a kind of a science question, but not really a science question. Neil? Yes? Is that a safe thing to do on an oil rig? No. Cool. Don't, Moving on.
1: Don't shoot at people. Well, A, don't shoot at people, but also... Don't shoot at things on an oil rig.
0: Thank you. Um. So everyone's
1: losing the their fucking
0: minds and, uh, uh, AJ's running around. I don't know how he gets up to some of these places. I guess it's movie magic, but, um, we get a slow introduction of our main characters, including Steve Buscemi, uh, uh, Michael Clark, Duncan, Bill Paxton, like Owen Wilson's in this fucking movie, which we will get to. But, um, so we're, we're slowly introducing this and he, and, uh, uh Grace is telling him to stop. Everyone's telling him to stop she's uh and he doesn't. He's shooting at people. So we we finally kind of corner AJ again in like dangerous areas and he says, "Harry, I love her." And Harry screams at him, "Way wrong answer," and shoots him in the leg with a shotgun.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah. And Grace starts telling him off. She uh we find out the clients, clients are incoming to this oil rig. Again, Problematic uh, uh, representations of Asian businessmen.
1: Yes, um, very much so.
0: Problematic being a generous term.
1: Very generous.
0: Um, but she is the face of their company. She speaks. I don't know that it's Mandarin, but I'm going to assume that it's Mandarin.
1: They they list it as Chinese. Yeah. In the subtitles for the film. Didn't like that. Nope.
0: Everything's fine. So, <laughs> um, she. Tells him that uh, she grew up on these rags. Her mother left a long time ago, so she grew up with Harry. And um, she's listening, like, I had to learn the birds and the bees from this guy's tattoos. Fucking Steve Buscemi taught me how to put in a tampon and, like, all this stuff. And I'm sure a lot of it's supposed to be jokes. It just made me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so she tells him that she and AJ have been together for five months, and she's willing to quit. Her job of being the face of this company to be with AJ. So back to NASA. The military wants to send up nuclear warheads to, um, I'm gonna call her Big Bertha, for sure. no real reason. Yeah, why to not? To Big Bertha, they don't give it a name, as far as I'm aware. No. Uh, but NASA some, usually some does, right? Some doorknob
1: at, at uh, calls it the anomaly oh, Jesus. over and over and over again. Yeah,
0: it's a lot. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. Lucius Malfoy's in this movie so uh, the guy who comes up with the idea of drilling in, planting a nuclear warhead and exploding this asteroid so it doesn't hurt Earth that's Lucius Malfoy whose name is escaping me right now but I'm just going to call him Lucius Malfoy and I was like oh look at you being here doing things Um, but the military wants to send up a nuclear warhead and just plant it on top um, what's his name it doesn't matter. Uh, plant it on top, and it'll just destroy it. Right, Neil? No. We are dis- discussed. That's not how this works. Jason Isaacs, thank you. Um, and then Jason Isaacs says, that's really fucking dumb. You're fucking dumb. And the mili- and Keith David, uh, the general, says, "Um, President's guy says. And he's like, that guy's a fucking idiot. We went to school, and I know he's an idiot. So don't also, listen to him.
1: Also... He, he quite literally says, do you want to be taking advice from a guy who got a C in astrophysics? What a fucking terrible logic for why you shouldn't take advice from somebody. Right. Our education system is fucked to begin with, and measuring someone's intelligence or general knowledge about a subject based on the grade they got in a college course is terrible.
0: He plays such an asshole. This yeah. character is sucks. such an asshole. Um, but he puts forth this firecracker analogy, which, again, when I was a child, in my brain, this is where the movie starts, is this analogy. But he says, if you put a firecracker on your open hand and you light it off, your hand hurts, but it's fine. If you wrap your hand around that firecracker, you no longer can use that hand anymore. He says the phrase, your, your wife will open your ketchup ketchup bottles for you for the rest of your life, which is an odd phrase. Yeah. That's going to be burned in my brain forever now. Yeah. So um, he says what they're going to do, what NASA's going to do, is send up astronauts, drill 800 feet into this asteroid, and then put a nuke down there, blow it up so it splits. It'll split right in half, and either side... uh, Either half will go outside of Earth, saving the world. Everything is fine. Um... Neil, I do have a science question for
1: you. I'm ready to answer a science question.
0: Is 800 feet enough? Didn't we say that this thing is like 700 miles across? 800 yeah. feet seems like so little numbers of feet.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not enough. Okay, good. Uh, Based on um, the fact that, one, they are assuming that there are fault lines that run... Through the entire planet, which, there, which is no not reason. how fault lines work. There's
0: no reason they should assume that.
1: There is no reason they should assume that. Um, and 800 feet is like just dumb. I don't know. Like yeah, this is a. It's this an is,
0: arbitrary number. This is I
1: generally know. a terrible idea. That's about all I have to say about it. Yeah. My but, suggestion of like the, like, quarry-style drilling and then exploding from the outside of the planet on the edge, like, towards the core, I think is probably your best bet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It still might not even work.
0: Yeah, right. Especially, we don't know this yet, but we've come to find out later that apparently a lot of this is just iron. (laughs) A lot of this asteroid is just iron, which I know you have thoughts. I do have thoughts. And we will come back to those thoughts in truly, I have no idea how long it's gonna take us to get there because I have so many questions and I apologize in advance.
1: Some of them are just gonna be yes and no.
0: Excellent. Um, okay, so NASA says we need to get the world's best deep core driller, which, surprise, surprise, is Bruce Willis, Harry, don't remember what his last name is, don't really care. So we're back on the oil rig. They hit oil oh my gosh that's fantastic but like it's not because now oil is going everywhere things are exploding pipes are falling shit is going crazy and if this oil rig explodes everyone will die which is not great um Harry fires AJ after they've they've locked down the oil and he says this is on you because you kept drilling when I told you not to and you you're such a fucking hot shot you think you know everything um you're fired get out of here Uh, A military helicopter lands. Harry is informed that he will come with them. And he says, fine, if I get to bring Grace. But not before fucking Steve Buscemi comes up. This fucking movie. And he says, Harry, you gotta believe me. She never told me her age. And that's a laugh line. That's a laugh line in this film. It's gross and I don't like
1: it. I... I don't think there is much to say about that other than it should have never been in the movie in the first place. Oh, God. Assaulting minors is not a joke. It's
0: not cool. Not cool. Um, So Harry and Grace fly off uh, in a military helicopter. Eighteen and a half hours later, they arrive in Houston. Um, They meet Billy Bob Thornton, whose name I believe is Truman, and Keith David general keith david that's what i'm gonna call him is general keith david and they get a rundown of exactly what we've talked about this uh, big bertha is coming everyone's gonna die um it says neil i have a science question
1: for you i'm ready <laughs> it's
0: gonna be so many science questions uh-huh. um they say that big bertha came through the asteroid field and er, sorry the asteroid belt and knocked a bunch of smaller asteroids out of that belt. And that is why we're getting peppered with so many meteorites. Yeah. Is that accurate? Is that a thing?
1: Um, I mean, like, if you had an asteroid right in front of the bigger one and it, like, knocked into it, it would, like, momentum wise, impart a lot of energy. To the smaller one, although what would probably happen is that it would probably just hit it and stick to it Mm. or or hit it and then like bounce off at a weird angle. So the the fact that they claim that this is like knocked a bunch of space debris straight at Earth (laughs) is just unrealistic.
0: And like asteroid belt, I understand there's a bunch of asteroids together in a roughly belt shaped thing, but they're still very far apart, right?
1: Yeah. They're not generally speaking. That something
0: this big would be able to knock a bunch of things at Well, once. it
1: would probably hit a bunch of things, especially it? if it okay. came in at an angle through the belt. It would probably occlude a good a good portion of the belt and hit like a fair amount of objects. Okay. But would any of those probably get hit towards Earth? Not really. No, probably
0: not. Okay. They would That's get knocked
1: into the inner solar system, at which point they might hit Earth in like, you at know, a point. thousand years right. or at some point, but good. not, you know, before this thing did.
0: Um, so his general description of oh, I think we already uh, covered this, his general description of what would happen is accurate in that everyone would die. Yes. Um, I don't remember what this note is. It all made sense at the time less so now
1: sure yeah so they're telling harry and grace and then you asked if anything in that scene is accurate excellent and it's kind of but not really
0: good enough i'll take it um so then they nasa slash billy bob thornton asks harry to prep the team the astronaut team that they are going to send up to do this drilling uh, because they're having equipment problems And lo and behold, the reason they're having equipment problems is because A, they stole his design for a drill, and B, they put it together wrong, because you know, fucking eggheads, right? And, uh, the side note, the astronauts that they chose for this mission look like they are children. They are babies. One of them has, like, a fucking pube stash. Like, they are infants that they're sending up, and they're very, very squeaky clean, which compared to Harry, like, again, he's our hero, and he's the one... It's all, you know, blue-collar, working-class man, and these eggheads are dumb. I don't fucking know.
1: So, uh, to be clear, for... Um, like, the requirements to become an astronaut are... Stringent, r- right? Yeah, pretty, pretty tough. Um, you... I think they even changed this somewhat recently, um, but you need to be a U.S. citizen. You need to possess at least a master's degree in a STEM field, including engineering, biological sciences, physical sciences, computer science, or mathematics from an accredited institution. You need to have at least two years of related professional experience obtained after the degree is completed. or at least a thousand hours of pilot in command time on jet aircraft. Wow. And you need to be able to pass the NASA long duration flight astronaut physical. So people are not eighteen when they qualify no. for this. No no.
0: And it's not they don't like look like they're eighteen, but compared to the I guess the the guys we see going up, they look very fresh. They look yes. very squeaky clean.
1: Yes. Um you yeah and I think actually NASA has even Oh this was last updated as of January 14th, 2022. So I believe this is actually up to date. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Um so Harry and Truman go back and forth and Harry basically informs him. Does not ask. He informs him that Harry is going to get his his team together and they are going to go up to space. And Truman's like, that eh, sounds good. Yep. Yep, yeah, that Sounds like a plan. No, nope. We're just going to not send astronauts to save the world. We're going to send drillers. Yep. So that's fine. Everything's fine. Um, so then we have a montage of gathering the team. And I want... I, I'm going to say this a few times. Yep. I have no idea how much time has passed in any of these scenes. They keep saying we have 17 days, we have 13 days, but that truly means nothing for what is happening. So to us, as far as we are aware, it has been, let's even be generous and say 24 hours since we left the oil rig, okay? Everyone has literally spread across the country and appears to be deep within their own lives like they've been there for weeks, um, Steve Buscemi is in a. Uh, his name is Rockhound. He's in a bar in New Orleans. I want to say sounds he, right. He does another joke where the military comes to picking him up. He looks at the woman he's speaking to and says, "How old are you? You fucking awful God." <sighs> um, Michael Clark Duncan is quote unquote the only black man on a Harley Davidson in South Dakota. Uh, That's so definitely
1: they, not true.
0: Not true, and I'm I, I feel vaguely offended, and yeah. I'm definitely not the targeted demographic. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I fucking love Michael Clark Duncan. Rest in peace, you fucking brilliant human being. I, oh, he passed away. He passed away a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I want to say pneumonia.
1: Oof
0: Yeah, something like. Or maybe he fell down be. the stairs. Shit, I don't remember. He was dating Omarosa at the time, if you remember her. Um, but yeah, so I love this man and I miss him every day. Uh, we pick up Michael Clark Duncan, Steve Buscemi, Owen Wilson. He's on a ranch and he looks like a baby. He's so young. Um, but yeah, everyone is like deeply embedded in their things. Like they've been there for weeks and I have no idea how long it's been. No more so than when we go to find AJ, Ben Affleck, Again, it's been 24 hours. He has already set up his own company. He has bought uh, an oil rig and he's in Texas like with the weird little seesaw oil pumpy thingy. Yep. Um how long has it been since they left the oil rig? How it takes at least a couple days to register as an LLC first of all. You have to get the funding to buy this equipment.
1: I'm also not confident that you would be allowed to drill oil as a business classified as an LLC. Well,
0: there's that. Also, it's a one man show. I wouldn't give a ton of money to that.
1: Nope.
0: And it's, it's very confusing and I don't like it, but that's fine. So Harry, everyone is gathered together in Houston. Harry tells them what's up. They all agree to go to the asteroid. Like, zero hesitation. I think one guy has some hesitation, and he's like, I don't know, what do you guys think? We never get an answer. He goes to space, and he dies. So, they all have some demands, and this scene was so ridiculous and just, again, Marco Fuck America. America! um Harry comes down and talks to Truman and General Case David. He's got maybe six pages of handwritten demands from the guys. Um, various things like expunging my um, parking tickets, parking tickets, uh, give citizenship to these two ladies, no questions asked, and they don't want to pay taxes again ever because the government is the enemy, right? Uh, yeah.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: For sure. It's God, this movie sucks. Yeah. Feels not great. Yeah. God, I loved Neil. I can't stress this enough. I loved this movie. I am a broken person after this.
1: I'm glad that you have grown to realize that you don't love this movie. I
0: don't. I don't. And it really hurts. Um, okay. So now we have another montage of (laughs) medical exams. Um, uh, I'm not going to touch on everything that happens because uh, this is already going to be a long fucking podcast, but a couple highlights at one point, Michael Clark Duncan strips down to some adorable, uh, what'd you call them? Tiger print panties and does a weird little dance on a medical table. Sounds right. Um, Rock hound. Steve Shemi, is a very, very smart. He has like multiple. Uh, yeah. Rock hound. The character I'm assuming Stupid Buscemi is also smart, but not in this way. Um, he's got multiple degrees. He graduated MIT at fucking 20 or something like that. He is an incredibly smart person. Um, and he says he he does the he drilling. Has two
1: PhDs. Two PhDs. He, okay. he did a double PhD.
0: How long would that take? Even if you were really smart, like he says.
1: In the 90s, in the fields that he lists... Probably 10 or 11 years
0: that's a long time
1: yeah I would I would bet that that is and you wouldn't be able to do them concurrently
0: no right you, you would have to have probably to do them back
1: to back which is a sign of someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing yeah honestly um because if you make it all the way through grad school and your immediate reaction is I guess I'll do that again yeah <laughs>
0: Bigger issues. You
1: either are very wealthy, uh, or you had no prospects. And need to go back to, to start school. start over. Yeah, right. you need to go back to school and again. And then
0: decided not to do that and instead become an oil dr- driller.
1: Well, okay, this is actually uh, fairly common. Really? Yeah, for people who get degrees in, like, geosciences. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Oil money will pay so much that your, your morals are...
0: <sighs> Softened?
1: Yeah, just kind of like, hey, we got oil money. We'll we'll pay you a hundred and eighty thousand dollars starting salary to come work right for an oil company. Yeah. And uh, if you have a PhD, we'll pay you more than that. And, and s- in in the United to... States,
0: you odds are took out a boatload of loans to pay for this school. Yeah, especially, At least up to PhD program Because yeah, PhD, get paid Well,
1: it depends on the program if, yeah. you, if you are doing a PhD program and you aren't getting paid You are either in a field that lacks funding um, Which is many fields Many
0: fields Many oh, yeah. fields
1: uh, Or um, you are really not somebody that the program cares about Or you're literally a child Excellent
0: Oh, this movie is so much. Okay, so we find out Rockhound is really smart. Everyone in this team is weird. And I understand that's the point. But, like, everyone is so weird. It's very clear that they should not be here. And there are... Each, each individual person has too many personality traits, okay? Yep. They all have too much going on. I kept saying this to my husband when we were watching this. Just, like... There is just so much of everything going on all the time in this movie. There's so much personality in each person. There's so much destruction. There's so much just, I can't. I fucking cannot.
1: To be, uh, to give y'all who haven't seen this um, an idea of how, how much this movie is, I got an hour into this movie and I was like, all right, it's about to wrap up. And then there was still more than an hour of movie left.
0: It's a long movie. It's a yeah. very
1: long movie.
0: Yeah, it's just packed. It's packed to the gills with everything. Um, okay, so they they all fail the medical. Every single one of them absolutely fails the medical. And Or the
1: psych exam.
0: Or the psych. And Truman says, can they physically get to space? And the doctor says, I don't know how they finish the exams. Like, they're... None of this is good. It's a very bad idea. And Truman says, great, you're going to space. Yep. God bless it. Um, We meet... uh, uh, I think he's called Captain Sharp, but Sharp is um, the leader of the astronauts, and he's going to teach them, you know, they're going to try and get these guys up to speed as fast as possible. He shows them their super movie shuttle, and, uh, Neil, I... I have a science question for you.
1: I'm ready to answer a science question.
0: This shuttle... Yes. ...looks like a movie shuttle. It That's looks correct. like someone looked at a shuttle and was like, you know what? I can make this better for a movie. Uh-huh. Um, how feasible slash accurate is this shuttle based on what we know about shuttle design and use in space?
1: Pretty much impossible. Oh, good! Yeah. Also, like, they, they say that the shuttle has... A titanium alloy skin, which is impa like that would be so heavy. I I can't imagine any reason that that you would put that on a space shuttle. Anyway, how, not it, very. It's, it's, it's not. The yeah, they also like. There's way too much room in the shuttle. Um, there's way too much extra stuff that they bring along oh, that would be impossible, over. including many guns. My god, we too will get to guns, the fucking guns. Too many guns in space, folks. All right, anyway, continue.
0: Yeah. Uh, contrary to what you might think, this is not an alien movie. Yeah. Not a single fucking alien to be seen. Nope. Why do you need guns? We will we will get to the guns. So, um there's a oh, then we meet, quote unquote, meet the armadillo, which is their kind of giant robot tank rover. Drilling rover.
1: Yep. yeah
0: (laughs) how how feasible slash accurate is this fucking armadillo
1: also why do they call
0: it an armadillo
1: i really don't know it should have been the anteater
0: if it's gonna have something that drills in like that should have been an anteater
1: i really don't know why they called it an armadillo it doesn't roll up it doesn't really have much protective armor it's like sci-fi fantasy at best
0: yeah, so it's it's maybe, like, about the size of an SUV-ish. Yeah. And, and someone would sit in the cockpit and operate not only driving it around, but drilling down into the asteroid. Correct. And uh, it's not feasible. I'm going to move on. Yep. My brain is already melting thinking about this film. You sent me a thing, which I don't think we mentioned in the first part of the episode, but you said, or the the link you sent said NASA shows this movie to their managers, to their supervisors.
1: Okay, so there is, there is a rumor floating around on the internet and I, I could not substantiate the rumor literally at all.
0: I'll take it as fact
1: excellent uh that Armageddon is a movie that NASA shows it's like people in training and there is a sort of test that is given to see how many things in the movie uh the people in training can identify as impossibilities
0: <laughs> not, even as, not even as
1: unlikely or infeasible it is impossibilities um and uh, do you remember apparently what the there are one hundred sixty eight impossibilities, <sighs> according to the Internet, in an unsubstantiated rumor, which I find to be exciting and fun.
0: Absolutely hilarious. I
1: really hope that this gets used. It does kind of seem like the kind of thing that NASA would do.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. NASA seems like fun people. They're,
1: they're a bunch of fun-loving nerds who are also very serious when they need to be.
0: When so. they need to be. Yep, absolutely. Hi, friends. To the surprise of
1: absolutely
0: no one, we couldn't fit all that we had to say about this movie into one episode. Classic. Classic! So, we're going to pause here. We're going to come back in two weeks with the rest of our breakdown and review. Uh, Neil, in the yes. meantime, where can the fine folks at home find
1: you? In the meantime, you can find me on a live-action D&D role-playing podcast called uh, Bad Rolls Out, where we play some 5e D&D and I play a bard. Awesome. Uh, tons of fun. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram at that underscore Higgs underscore Guy. H-I-G-G-S! That's correct. Uh,
0: Yeah. I love it. And you can find me, I am on Instagram, but I don't check it. Please don't find me. Um, You can find me on Twitter, though, at that girly gal. Um, I can't promise how interesting I'll be, but I do exist. Uh, In the meantime, can you please rate, review, subscribe, rating, give us five stars, not for our ego. It is absolutely to serve the almighty algorithm. And the five-star review helps us move up in that algorithm. Same with a written review. But it doesn't have to be a full review, does it, Neil?
1: It certainly does not.
0: No, just write, you know, your, your thoughts about Armageddon. Tell us what movie you want us to watch. It, you just put whatever words. Tell us what, the, what color the sky is in your personal world. That's perfect. Let us know, and that really helps us with the algorithm so more friends can join us, and we can have just a neat little group. Um, and if you subscribe... Any new episodes we put out immediately get added to your podcatcher, so you don't even have to worry about it, and you don't miss a thing.
1: Yikes! Right,
0: Neil? Yikes! I'm not reg- I don't regret it. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, Neil, is there anything you would like to say to the fine folks at home? Uh, enjoy your science, people. Bye.